Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched the $1 house versus $100 million house from the Mr. Beast YouTube channel, get on it now! You are missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime here. That has been your spoiler warning. How much is the house? <laughs> is it one or a hundred mil? How much is the house? There's some in between. They're all expensive except the first one, Mr. Beast. What a shame Mr. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> He's Mr. Beast. Intro music. <laughs> Word. If it isn't Professor Smarty Pants, we should never stop working on ourselves. You ain't walking away this time. Hello and welcome to the Justin Timberthon, a podcast where two people are watching everything that Justin Timberlake has ever been in. In today's episode of the Justin Timberthon, the role of Mae Thompson will be played by Mae Thompson, and the role of Harry Dobbs will be played by... It's me, Harry Dobbs! Hello! We've got the original cast back together! We're back! We're finally back! We've got the original cast! This is the Justin Timberthon reunion special. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't recorded in maybe a week. We broke up last week. Yeah, and we had a big fallout. Yeah, because um, of all the terrible things you've done and said. I've done. I'm fine. You're not about. fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Of the two of us, who do you think has done consistently the worst things? Oh, me. Yeah, but like, I'm saying there are worse people. Have you heard about Saddam Hussein? I'm not saying you're the worst. I'm saying you're the worst of us of us two, not the worst of people. I think you're in the bottom half of people. I'm in a bracket. I reckon I'm, I'm just... I'm in the bottom half. I reckon I'm just about in the top half. What about all the money I've donated to charity? Yeah, that undoes some of your crimes. God still frowns upon thee. Well, I'm in the bottom half. You're a sinner. You've sinned. We're all sinners, mate. I haven't sinned. I'm a God-fearing boy. Sinner, sinner, chicken dinner. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Harry Dobbs, how are you? Um, this one feels really weird. It feels like we've, we've just sort of rushed into something. I don't know what's going on now. I'm I'm feeling alright. I've um it's a weird energy. <laughs> I've been quite sick for quite a while. Yeah, you have. And now I'm kind of back. We are so back. We're so back. I'm not on as much medication at the minute, which is fun. Um I think you can tell. I'm not yeah. Um I'm enjoying life. I've had a good couple of days. We did dead material yesterday. We I did. was on stage. I didn't perform but I was on stage. You sort of performed. You were in a sketch with Dan Thomas for some I reason. I performed uh, I wasn't paid, but um, that's fine. Um, what have I been up to? I, I hit 69 hours in Power War Simulator. Cool. I am now past that because I've played it for about four hours since then. That's the funny number. That's the funny number. I didn't even aim for it. It was over two uh, versions because I've got the PS4 version, which I think I'm on like 65. What's your earliest memory of 69 being the funny number? Um, School... I think around year six, because someone said 69 and everyone laughed, and I was like, oh, why is that funny? And then got a very detailed explanation, I was like, I didn't need this. And it kind of stuck in my memory. Because that, that was before I knew that putting your mouth on a thing felt good, so I was like, why would you why would you do this? I was like, I don't understand to what end this is being done. And then um, it's to both ends, actually, it turns out. <laughs> and... Um, this is great. This I, is a great episode. This is a weird energy. Um, I'm loving it. I just feel weird. I don't know why. Um, I remember I was in a maths class in like year eight, maybe. This mm. is the earliest I knew about 69 being the phone number. I don't know when that was for me. But right. um, I very strongly remember 
uh, the maths teacher asking one student, who was a friend of mine, he was like the weird kid that no one really spoke to, he was really into Doctor Who and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? But he was always around, you know? Yeah. He was, he was my friend. Um, and she asked him for like, just a string of numbers to put into some fucked equation or something. Yeah. And he said like loads of numbers and he went, uh, and 69. Smooth. And everyone, everyone in the room like giggled a bit. And the teacher obviously knew what that was because yeah. she's a grown up. Yeah, so she, 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 she just sort of looked at him like, all right. And then, <laughs> and then just carried on. And I really remember that, that being like the first moment I was like, oh, these, this is an adult with a life. I, um, I had that, had a moment similar to that recently where I was doing an escape room and me and my flatmates were getting frustrated. So we just started, there was like a thing that turned letters into numbers. We just kept putting in swear words and then the, the door opened and we were like, oh my God, it worked. And somebody worked there, went, well, it's not going to be fuck, is it? And they just shut the door. I was like, awesome. This is a grown-up who's sick of our shit. It was awesome. Um, I said I'm like at a point. I don't. How are you? How have you been? I'm alright, actually. Um, I've been doing a lot of writing today, genuinely. I've, I've, been, I've been reading over some of it. I'm excited. I'm excited. New projects to come for Mae Thompson. Um, I think I've spoken about it on the podcast, the audio description's coming back. I don't think you have. I must have mentioned it. It's all I talked about. I think about I only it. found out yesterday, but I don't really pay attention. Yeah. Because most of our conversations about how we both hate audio description. Yeah. So I, if you're unaware, which you aren't, um, <laughs> I <laughs> I did a podcast last year called May Thompson's Audio Description that is exactly what it sounds like. It was just me providing an audio description for usually in a physical comedy like a Mr. Bean or something. It was absolutely fucked. It was the most messed up thing I've ever done. It was unlistenable. Really, really... A lot like this podcast. It was really, really bad. This one's good. This one's alright. Um, right. I like this one. And, um, I just, and by the end of it, I got so sick of doing it that I turned that into a sort of pseudo-narrative. So I sort of played it up towards the end of doing the podcast and f- specifically chose to narrate things that were... A, a bit fucked, like I watched um, just a clip on the Wood Ally 2 YouTube channel that I found. Um, it was really messed up that I did it. And I, I stopped doing it eight episodes said, okay, that's season one, we're done. Yeah. There's a sort of narrative here, if you want to listen to it, you can, that's season mm-hmm. one, I'm done. And then I started writing, uh, last month I started writing an entirely separate project, which was a narrative podcast that I don't think I'm ever going to finish, called Solid Matter. Right. Um, and I might come back to it one day, but probably not. It was the most egotistical thing I've ever done. It was just mm-hmm. about a trans comedian. Smooth. Um, it's, <laughs> um, it, the idea was um, about a comedian who wants to do more, like, wants to say loads of stuff with comedy and be, like, a force for good, but just can't because that's not how the industry works because they're not big enough in the industry to actually do anything with Who's that. Who's that about? Mae Thompson. Oh! I've um, heard yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very egotistical project. Um, the more... Alright, so the more I've written, the more I've realised everything I write is about me because I am me. Yeah. So that's just kind of the point, really. And, yeah. like, I've I've made things where I've tried to make someone who's as different to me as possible, and I'm like, this person doesn't feel real because I don't mm. know what this person's like. So everything I make is to some degrees, too about me. But that's the point of writing, really, when you think about it. Yeah. So I started writing this project, 
and I finished like the first episode, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of took a little, I took like a day off it and then took two days off it and then three days off it and so on and so on forever. Yeah. Um, and then I, um, like a couple of weeks ago, it was like, I do really want to write a narrative project because I really enjoyed writing on Freshers. Yeah. I like writing, um, like dialogue. I like, I like, mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. I want to get better at it. I like writing it. Yeah. Um, and then I brought it out to audio description and I thought I enjoyed the idea of a narrative in that. Yeah. Maybe if I do it again, I actually make it a narrative. So now I'm writing season two and it's going to be semi-improvised. It looks, a lot of, it looks yeah. very good. I've seen the series outline. It does actually look really good. A lot of the, um, like the actual audio descriptions that that's improvised, hmm. but around that there are story beats and there's a nice. an actual narrative to it, and we'll have some fun guests and I oh, like like who uh, Harry Dobbs. Oh, <laughs> um, I love that guy. From the Justin uh, Basically, what I've done is, did you listen to Springleaf? Uh, no, I'm planning to. James Acaster's recent narrative. I'm too podcast. busy listening to my own podcast. It's very good. I haven't finished it. I sort of I took a took a took a week week off it, and then took two weeks off it and three weeks. And yeah, 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 that's what I do. Um, but it was really good. I'm basically just doing that. Nice. It's a lot of fun. I'm genuinely quite excited for audio description series too. I think it's going to be. It good. seems fun. <laughs> I'm really excited to record it and finish writing it and get it done. The only bit I'm not excited about is the improv. Because that's the bit I hated from doing it last time. You get to a point doing that kind of thing where your mind just numbs. I did it once and I couldn't speak for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because it's not how people... Like, I was sat with you and Maria, but we weren't talking to each other. But we were talking. Yeah. And the sentence, like, the... Like, my sentence structure fell apart. The way you emphasise things, it really fucks you. It's not... It wasn't a fun podcast to record. No, it sucked. Because I had to be so... Like, it was... It's either... like for me and I was with two other people. You did it on your own. Yeah. Either I had to be very deliberate with what I was saying, or I just autopiloted. Yeah. There's an episode I recorded that I have talked about on this podcast. I think it's like episode five. It's the one that made me realise I hate doing this. Mm. Where I put on the Mr. Bean that I was watching. Nice. I pressed record... And then I spoke for 25 minutes, and when I stopped recording, I thought, I actually don't know anything that I just said. I could not tell you a single (laughs) word that I just said. I'm not even sure if I recorded that or not. It was one of them, I just switched off. I literally went to sleep while talking. It was really, almost distressing. See, that's what I do kind of when I'm on stage sometimes. Sure, Wait, yeah. Wait, I remember walking up to the stage, I remember finishing the gig, and yeah. there's like people clapping, like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I've but had... it seemed to do... It happened. Yeah. But I don't know what I did. I've had moments where I'm saying my script, but I'm thinking about, like, entirely yeah. different things. I'm sometimes, like, re, um, re-jigging the order that I'm going to do the jokes while I'm telling the jokes. Yeah. And it's a fun tool to have, to be able to mar- multitask that. Mm. And Let's come, do your I think, from thinking about your routines. Both of us doing like stage theatre before, yeah, where it's like you have you know the script off by heart to the point it's you're not thinking about it, you're just moving yeah. through it. I was once in a production of High School Musical nice. in year ten. Um, I played Troy. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, the titular um, High School Musical. Yeah, Mr. School Musical himself. Yeah. <laughs> Troy School Musical. Please, Mr. School Musical was my father. Call me Troy. <laughs> well, he plays basketball. He jumps real high. Yeah. And then he, he's high school musical. Um, I There was a scene towards the end of the musical where it's like after 
Troy and Gabriella have fallen out and they meet back up and they're like, Gabriella, I love you. I want to do this musical with you. Fuck basketball. <laughs> you. you did that explicit scene. version. That, that scene, you know? Yeah. And um, I only did one night of this. We did three nights of it. There was two people playing Troy. I got the one night. He got two. Right. Um, and I was really annoyed because I was objectively better than him. <laughs> but it was his last year, so he got he got to do two nights and sucked. Um, and then it turned out to be my last year as well because COVID and also I broke my leg. So Sweet. I didn't actually get to do any more uh, school musicals, which really sucked. Um, but I, I remember there was that scene. And before I went on, I was like, oh, I don't know this scene. I, oh. This is not one of the important scenes, so we barely rehearsed it. Yeah. It was just one that we sort of as- assumed we'd know. Mm. And I was about, it was like two minutes before I had to go on stage, and I went, I don't know this scene. And I yeah. said to um, the other, the, some of the dancers who were backstage with me, I said, Hey, they don't got a script. I don't know this scene. <laughs> and someone like put a script in my hand. I looked and I went, Cool, I'll improv it. And, <laughs> and sort now. of, I looked at like the last line of the scene. And the first line, and then just figured out what was in the middle That's on amazing. the fly. I've um, I just trusted she'd know it, and I just respond to her in the right way to cue her lines, and it it was fine. No one noticed. That's the thing. It's like a big thing about acting that it works for comedy is improvising. And yeah. I have I, most productions I was in, someone would forget their lines. It's like cool. I'm improvising now to give you time to remember. And yeah. it's just like. That kind of became my thing. It's why I played a lot of um, villain roles and comedy roles, because it's like, you can kind of chew the scenery a bit Mm. in those. And, like, if I forgot my lines, I didn't freeze. I was like, I'll figure this out. I can can get out of this. And then doing comedy is just like, i got to get myself out of this. I put myself in a hole. I I can fix this. And that ties very well into the next thing I'm going to bring up, which is I released a film. You did release a film. I have released a film that I made two years ago. Uh, it's really good. And I haven't we, watched it yet, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people haven't watched it yet. I'll be honest with you, I did intend to watch it. But instead Dan I watched, Thomas has watched it. Instead I watched um, uh, Dave Bond instead. No, don't watch Dave Bond. <laughs> I liked Dave, Dave Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Bond. So, oh my god, I have a new friendship group now. As in you people. Look, lucky you. Not everyone here knows Dave Bond. Dave Bond is the first thing I ever made. Um, it's so bad, but the script is funny. It's quite funny. I'm proud of the jokes in it. I just It's one of the worst things I've ever made. But it's about Dave Bond, who is James Bond's younger brother who works in a college. And I play Dave Bond. And my God, how do I look the same but so much younger? Yeah, you just look exactly the same. I look exactly the same, but You've also... maybe he... got stubble now, that's, that's about, about it. That's about it. I hate it. Yeah. Because that was five years ago now, Dave yeah. Bond. I haven't aged a day. You haven't really. You just I look still exactly look like, the same. I still wear the same clothes. As yeah. That's the coat I wore, literally, on your bed yeah. currently. It's... But no, Writer's Block is a film I directed that has just come out, and uh, it's the most I've had to improvise on set, because it just kept going wrong. And it made me realise I'm actually really good at this. You've talked about this film on podcast before. I, I have. Is that the one where... Um, the cave was locked and we had to build a fake cave. Yeah, yeah. And uh, watch the film and you'll you, uh, guess which scene that was. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really proud of it. It's out now. Uh, it should be in the link in the description, along with a lot of yeah, my other yeah. films, hopefully. It's also in the uh, description for every other episode of Timberthorn. I just stuck it in all of them. Awesome. 
Um, As is audio description season one, actually. Yeah, just watch, watch and listen to all the stuff we make. Don't listen to the season one. Assume you know what happens in season one. Listen to season two. When listen it comes to the out. last episode of season one, and you get the joke. Actually, do, do that. Do that. Because I'm on that one. Yeah. That was actually quite funny. I quite like that episode. I couldn't listen to it because I find it too hard without the visual. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's the whole really that's difficult. The whole, that's the joke. Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about Mr. Beast? Um, yes. You Anything else you want to the... discuss before we no, do? No. I'm ready. You're ready to ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to talk about some houses of varying prices. Okay. One dollar house versus one hundred million dollar house is a YouTube video by Mr. Beast and his boys. And by boys, I mean a couple guys I've never heard of. Carl, the trans one that everyone hated <laughs> for a while, and for some reason I felt obligated to defend. And Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Justin Timberlake plays the role of one of the boys near the, near the end of the episode. He really is just kind of there. His name isn't in the title. He isn't in the thumbnail. You wouldn't really know he was in this unless you were doing a Justin Timberlake-themed podcast. Anyway, it got 179 million views, which is Fucking more views hell. than dollars in the title. I, yeah, the Cosgrove is just there. What the fuck? I want to say... I fucking loved this. I really enjoyed I might be, it. I am worried because I might be a Mr. Beast guy. Because the more I hear about Mr. Beast, I'm like, this sounds like content I'd enjoy. I, I really enjoyed this. The way I think about Mr. Beast, calling yourself a Mr. Beast guy is like saying you're an MSG guy. <laughs> because it is just crack YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. It's just Absolutely. It's specifically like generated and designed oh, to yeah. make you addicted to them. Every time they finish with a house, they zoom out send a missile to blow it up and then zoom to the yeah, next sick. house. I'm like, this makes no sense, but I want, I'm on board. Really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, Miranda Cosgrove's there. And She's they don't just say there. anything about they, it. They just say, oh, Miranda's here. Is she in other episodes? I don't, I'm, I'm genuinely, I think by the time we record another one, going to have watched a lot more Mr. Beast. I'm gonna They Google. must just be friends. She's just about. She just lives in LA, I suppose. Because I thought they were at her house. Then they make a joke about it. She's like, oh, this isn't my house. I'm like, so why are you here? Because she's only in one of the houses. She's not, like, part of the gang the whole time. She's just at, I think, the, like, $35 million one, which is just full of weird artwork and didn't look as good as the previous one. Oh, Miranda Cosgo swears in this. Whoa. Which she doesn't really do. She's... Have you seen the video of her saying I actually do cuss a little bit? No. (laughs) She went on a podcast. It's such a funny video. She went on a podcast and they were talking about her, like, clean image. Because she is quite a clean person. She doesn't really swear. And and she says, I actually do cuss a little bit. And then... The word cuss is so funny to me. And then, like, the host is like, oh, yeah, what's your favourite swear word then? She goes, I don't know, probably fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone in the room laughs. It's it's such, like, a weird moment. Just like bragging about saying fuck. I do quite like Miranda Cosgrove. I, got I really like Miranda Cosgrove. I think she's really like <laughs> strange. Just no, but I think she's too normal. For, oh yeah, yeah. For Hollywood, she's yeah, just for the a life normal that she's person. Had. Yeah, because it is weird. Um, I think we talk, might have talked about it on the last episode. The person who played Sam. Yeah, we talked Janet McCurdy. Janet McCurdy had such a different. Oh yeah, experience and has like come out so differently to Miranda Cosgrove. I'm gonna tell you. She's not friends with. I'm gonna tell you now and everyone listening. This is pretty much unrelated, and we won't touch on it because it's a bit dark. Listen to Jeanette McCurdy's audiobook. It's on Spotify for free. Oh, just listen to it. Okay, it's like six hours of your time. It's really good. Right, it's really good. (laughs) That's your Justin Timber recommendation of the week. That's my Jeanette McCurdy recommendation (laughs) of the week. 
listen to that audiobook, it's great. We'll okay. move on from it. It's My biggest dark, problem with this video is there's the $1 house, and then the next step up is a million dollars. Yeah. I want, like, a vaguely affordable house. I want... Because the $1 one is, like, a piece of shit pile of wood on the sea. I'd love to see... One thousand. Yeah, give me a one thousand dollar house. I'm like, oh, that's shit. Okay, one hundred thousand, like, just like a yeah. nice semi-detached. Well, when just they, like a yeah. nice, a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Because I'm currently house hunting, and it does feel like all of my options are the one dollar or the one million dollar. Yeah, it's no, no it's a commentary on our, on our time. Mm. This Mr. Beast video, but I'll be honest, my only issue with the video is the one million to like fifty million. They're all the same. They're all, like, obscene, over the top. But, like, it's the bit where he's, like, in the $45 million house. He's like, God, the swimming pool's smaller than the one in the $1 million house. It's like, I can't relate to it this. It all does blur together a bit. The one at the very end is fucking mad. The $100 oh, million yeah. dollar house. It's about 12 houses just put together. And yeah. it's all on the side of a mountain. And they keep walking on the edge of it. And they're going to fall. There's no handrail. It stresses me out so much. It's got a TV outside. Before. And it's... The TV is, I think, bigger than the apartment block I live in. Yeah. Like, the the set of buildings. It really does make you a bit depressed, actually. It was fucking miserable. Like, yeah. luckily, the video is very well edited and very entertaining. But it's the bit where they go underground and there's a car park with, like, six cars. Then they go underground again and there's, like, 30 cars. And yeah. It's got, like, clap-activated lights. I'm like, I can't afford a flat... This sucks. But also Mr. Beast is just like... It's weird because none of them are charismatic. None of them are entertaining. But also I, they have my attention the I whole time. I don't mind Carl. I think he's, Which one's Carl? The one they keep saying is like six foot five, but he's just oh, a yeah. guy. He's a he's little, little guy. guy. He's oh, a, I liked him. He, he was, was funny. A, he used to be a Minecraft YouTuber that I used to watch. Right. Yeah. I think because it's... The one thing I do quite oh. like about the environment is it's just him and his mates wandering around a house. But it's a big house. What's his name? It's Carl... very fun. Mr. Carl Jacobs? Carl Mr. Carl Jacobs. Carl Beast. <laughs> Carl Jacobs. He used to make, like, quite cool... Like, I know the name. Yeah. Carl Jacobs. Um, Mark Cuban seems like a grub. Mark... Yeah, he looked like a fucking prick. <laughs> he seems like he an absolute me grub. Up. He brought his son for some reason. He's... The way he walked... Because, like, I slouched forward. He kind of slouched backward. Like, yeah. he was, like, bending backwards while he walked. He... Called his son Jakers. Yeah. When he won the game, he went, Excellent play, Jakers. I'm like, Dude, your son's he playing. He seems like basketball. a grub. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems horrible. He just. He was, uns- he was unsettling. Because basically, for the people listening, because they probably haven't watched the video, each house kind of had a guest with them as well. So. Sometimes they introduce the guest. Sometimes Miranda Cosgrove is just there. They barely introduce Justin Timberlake. They say, Oh, we brought Justin along. Yeah. And he's there. <laughs> so Justin's the guest for the $100 million one. <laughs> just sort of knocking about and they keep being like oh this is nothing to you right and he's like haha yeah but i'm like i don't know if that's true or not i can't tell if this is i within... don't think he's got a hundred million i don't think I reckon he, does. he has a nice 40 million dollar house oh a nice nice reasonable 40 middle of the road 40 mil i reckon he actually just have a million million dollar house maybe probably quite a nice place do you reckon his house is like um known maybe give it a goog just um so yeah the guests are what was his name again mark mark cuban mark cuban who is a owner of a basketball team who just seems like the biggest prick on the planet followed by miranda cosgrove who gets no introduction she's just there and they're like i only know it's miranda cosgrove because i know who that is they don't say it they say like oh miranda look at this 
and then Justin Timberlake. And they none of them are there to promote anything. Oh, he's got a nice house, to be fair. Got a nice house. He's got a lovely house. Do you want to um, play um, a quick game of guess what Justin Timberlake has in his house? Okay. Um, How does it work? Well, I want you to just name a feature and I'll tell you if it's in his house or Waterfall not. of any variety. Uh, probably, I can't really tell. This game's fallen apart the start. Um... Uh, do me a favour and say tennis court. Tennis court? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Is this the fun little game for this week? Because I didn't plan one. Yeah. Um, how many fireplaces? Eight. Four. Four still fucked. Yeah. Um, has he got, uh, do me a favour and just say massage parlour? Massage parlour? Uh, looks like it, yeah. Um, <laughs> how how many, does that work? How many pools? Two. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. How many gyms? One. Yeah. Um, unless oh you God. count bloody Jim Timberlake. Uh, no, it's Justin Timberlake. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, how big is his Jimmy yard? Um, like pre. It just says large. Um, Eldasty is struggling today. How much do you reckon it cost? Uh, f- 14 mil. 20 mil. Oh, pretty close. 20 mil. Uh, it's no doubt one of the best in Tribeca. Not good for him. It's not bad house. It's, it, I'm sure it isn't. He's not a bad man. He's a bad well, man. He's a. He seems like a bit of a bad a, man. He's a weird guy. Um, <laughs> he's a strange fella that we've donated. We've that we've given a lot of time to. Do you want to hear one of the best puns I've ever read? Yes. This is in um, Style magazine. Mm-hmm. After becoming parents in 2015, the couple can't stop the feeling that they don't want their son's only home to be in Hollywood. Because he did ju- can't stop the feeling. I thought we weren't acknowledging that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so they invested in a very special getaway. In the ski resort and real estate development of the Yellowstone Club in Big Sky, Montana. Oh. He's got a ski resort as well. Um, he's a wealthy guy. Did you know that? <laughs> Joe, Joe DeWai, comedian, asked me where would I recommend he jumps in on Timberthon. I'm going to say this one. I think this is the most condensed vibe we've had. The couple spent <laughs> most of... Fill in the blanks. Oh, most of 2022. The COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, not far off. In the Yellowstone uh, <laughs> club clubhouse. <laughs> Among their neighbours at the exclusive d- development is... Harry Shearer. Bill Gates. Ah, oh, so close. Former American Vice President. Um, Matt Hancock. Dan Quayle. Oh. An American football player and now politician. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jack Kemp. Three for three. <laughs> um, he's got like three houses. He's got a four million dollar. I can't afford one. He's got a I'm four renting. million dollar house in Tennessee where he where he grew up. Well, I reckon. I don't think this is a bold claim. I think I'm a better guy than Justin Timberlake. Do you think I am? Do you think he's in the I think you're a better guy, because you're a woman. Sure, no, but person. Person, yes. I reckon... I appreciate the solidarity, but let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Be fucking serious. Uh, So I reckon you're... If we're talking percentage, you're in the bottom 48... Am I? I reckon, and I reckon I'm in the top 49. I think, I really... think there's really bad people out there, man. Yeah, and they're all beneath you. They're the bottom 
But I think there's a lot of bad people. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. I think I want to make a case myself. I reckon I'm... I'm reckon... I gave myself 51. I reckon I'm, I'm about three 51. Of... Well, I'm, in that case, I'm 54. Because if you've got to think, right, what is there, like 8 billion people? That's so many people that the odds are we're going to be on the same percentage because we've lived about the same amount of time. Yeah, I don't know. If it's out of 100%, that's like just under a billion people per percent. We're going to be pretty much in the same one. Surely. Okay. You've got a point. You've got a... Wait, are we talking of, of all time? Or currently, currently alive? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because of all time, I reckon you're, you're better off. Oh, yeah, there's some fucked cunts. <laughs> <laughs> You heard about these guys. <laughs> uh, who's the most fucked cunt? Um, ooh. Oh, Dad, don't listen to me saying cunt. You don't think I say it? Um, who's the most fucked cunt? Um, this is a great game. Well, I reckon Hitler, but... Genghis like, Khan. Genghis Khan was bad, yeah. Genghis Khan was pretty bad. Hitler's bad, don't get me wrong. But Genghis Khan was also... Um, like the According to Dan Thomas, not the biggest prick in World War Two. Yeah, Dan Thomas Thomas has a joke that he did for the first time yesterday about how he reckons that during World War II there was probably bigger pricks than Hitler, but they just never got the opportunities. It's a great (laughs) joke. Which is quite a good joke. It's It's quite good. It's a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Some guy in World War II saying he's half the prick I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, I reckon, like, some Viking guy or something. I don't know. I reckon... um... Probably a member of my family. Just like a way back. I reckon we got better. I reckon... Yeah, we've... Wait, hey, we've improved. We're, we're doing good. Well, I don't know. There's probably some societies out there in the ancient past that were fucking sick. Um, yeah, but they're, they're not here anymore, are they? So... Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Where'd they bloody go? Um, can I talk about Chris from uh, Mr. Beast? Yes, can. I actually um, don't know if Chris is their name anymore... I'm just going to very quickly check. We can edit around. Uh, yeah. They are, they are they are Chris. So, Chris. Oh, okay, fun. They've they've kept the name Chris but put a K on the front. That's fun. Oh. That's nice. She's also she her cool. Good to No, I actually don't know much about this person. Um Chris is a uh, trans woman. She mm-hmm. came out very recently. Right. Like last year. Um, huh. they have, um, been very attacked online. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't know if they're a good person. They're probably lovely. I'm right. sure they are. I have a very warped sense of, you know, the thing in that didn't ask episode about Welsh language songs that Josh said, where he said, he I know only, well he only recently like found that Welsh people, Welsh speaking people could be bad people. Yeah. 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 I have the same thing with trans people. Mm. If I see a trans person, I'm automatically like, you're fucking sick, I love you. Yeah. And I don't have a perspective of if they're a good person or not, because they're trans, so I assume they're on my side. There are right-wing trans people out there. There Mm. are people who are trans and agree with TERFs. Yeah. There are trans people out there who agree with Ben Shapiro and all that lot. Mm. There are bad trans people out there. So... 
I have a weird thing where if I see a trans person being attacked online, I immediately rush to their defense without really considering if they're a good person or not. I've done the same thing with Chris from Mr. Beast. I don't know if she's good. I'm sure she's a nice person. Mm. I don't, I actually don't know. I used to watch like a lot of, um, so like the political videos I would watch were left leaning people being like, hey, these people who pretend to be left are actually right. Sure. And then they would like deconstruct the way they talk. I mean, like, just because they have. They, like, some of them will pretend to be left and promote right-wing views, or they'd be like, I'm trans, so I can't be right-wing, and then say something horrific. Yeah. So, a lot of, like, that was kind of my early exposure to internet discourse, because, like, I don't want to deal with any, like, actual full-on right-wing stuff, so I just watched left-wing people talk about left-wing people who were pricks, and, like, that was kind of my view of that, so it's kind of, I don't know, I never had that opportunity to just be like, oh... This is my realization moment, but I think I have had that of just anyone I like, anyone whose content I liked in my head was inherently a good person, and then yeah. more and more YouTubers got cancelled. I'm like, it's almost like those things don't relate at all. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I um, call me Carson. Yeah, for example. yeah. I was yeah. a big call me Carson fan, and I remember I watched a live stream of his where he got like really upset and was talking about imposter syndrome and how he felt like he didn't really deserve the fame he had. And then it came out that he was a literal paedophile. And I was like, oh! Oh, no! Actually, what the fuck? I'm not really yeah. mentally prepared for this. And I found out via um, Jay Schlatt, who I still watch, doing yeah. videos, just being like, yeah, we've been trying to sort this out. And he's like, actually, a piece of shit, and we're not going to spend time with him anymore. I was like, so now a YouTuber I like is telling me that another YouTuber I like is an absolute piece of shit. And I was kind of like, yeah. either way, one of these people whose content I like must be bad. Mm. And it became apparent that Call Me Carson was the bad one. And, fun thing, YouTube won't let me turn off notifications for his videos. I'm not subscribed, and I just get a notification every time. So I subscribed again, turned off notifications, unsubscribed, but then it started coming through again, because like, you can't turn off notifications if you're not subscribed. That's so I just get Call Me Carson notifications. Like I don't I haven't watched his channel since that came out in, like, 2019? Maybe yeah. early 2020? It was a while ago that that was a thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing, because seeing that thing with, like, Chris, where I'm like, I have to defend her, because yeah. cause we're on the same side, sort mm. of. It's like, you know, remember when um, J.K. Rowling opened that um, uh, women's shelter that prided itself on turning away trans women? Yes. When that happened, that was a big day on Twitter for me. Oh, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> and I, f- I found myself with the... Because when she does that kind of thing, it not only makes trans women look bad, it makes all women look bad. Yeah. So I find myself in the position of defending all women. And (laughs) it's a lot to ride on one person's shoulders. Yeah. So, and and so when people are, like, attacking trans women on Twitter regardless of how how much of a piece of shit they are, if they're being attacked on their transness... Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're I, a piece of shit person. I'm gonna jump to their defence, yeah. because it's the principle of that what's being attacked. You've got to separate yeah. who they are and their views. I think it's like... In a way, you're not defending them. Yeah. You're defending their right to be a trans person. Which is yeah. related to their quality of person. You don't have to earn that right. You can be a piece of shit and you still have that right. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird sort of dichotomy that I yeah. have. I'm, this is why I'm just not on Twitter. 
I'm not on Twitter anymore. You've said that a hundred times. No, I'm fully not. I don't. Um, I don't have the app. Occasionally, okay. I will check it through my web browser, but that's an active choice I've got to make. You know, if I have Fair. the app on you my, you can't passively do it. Yeah, if I have the app on my home screen, I'll just fucking tap it and I'll be yeah. sucked into a web of horribleness. But yeah. if I have to make the choice to Google at Twitter.com X X dot whatever, X I think the URL is still Twitter.com, which is both funny. Um, I have to make that choice to actively Google it. Have I told you that um, my nan thinks that X is a conspiracy to make people forget about Twitter, even what? though it's still called Twitter? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I went to visit my nan. Um, she's a wonderful person, but she lives alone, and you can tell. Because yeah. whenever you see her, she's just saying every thought she's had since she last saw you. And um, she was talking about seasonal affective disorder. And she was like, they've rebranded depression. And it's really annoying because then people won't get the treatment they're meant to get. It's like the X thing. They think we'll forget about Twitter because X is what it's called now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everyone knows that X is Twitter. That's no one... great. And she's like, no, no. They're trying to make us all forget because Twitter was bad and they want us to think that X is amazing. I was like, no, no one thinks X is amazing. That's fucking sick. And then she shows me on her, on her iPad. She's like, look, it's called X now. I'm like, I never said it wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't my argument. This woman was a doctor for 50 years. The thing is... <laughs> like, what is, what is going on? My thing with X and Twitter is, and I'm sure you're desperate to know what my thing with X and Twitter uh, is. Oh my God. Um, Absolutely. I am... I will... I'll say verbally gagging for it. <laughs> Don't say that. Um... I will always call it Twitter, and so will so many people. Yeah, because it's what it is. To the point where it will never be called anything else. As no. much as Elon Musk can try. Do you know the thing about Elon Musk and the letter X? No. He basically has a fetish for the letter X. That's Every amazing. single product oh, yeah, he's ever X. done has X in it. Yeah. Tesla, he tried to rebrand to X, X Law or something, I don't know. He, try, he includes the letter X, even in the name of his children. He includes the uh, letter it's X fucking, fucking everywhere. He has like a weird fetish about it. People who aren't cool should not be put in a position where they can think they are. Yeah, like, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what it is. That, that is the best take you've ever said. <laughs> that is the best thing you've ever said, Harry Dobbs. Well done. This is insane. It's insane that this is the Mr. Beast episode. This is a really good episode. I'm actually having a great time. We've covered a lot yeah, of topics. We've covered a lot of topics. Talked about my mad nan. Yeah. She said, um, uh, people of my generation want money for free, and then I told her I had two jobs, and she went, oh, that is rough. <laughs> She's so quick to change, because all she does is sit at home and watch the news. We were there. I felt really bad, because she was cat-sitting for us for about eight months. She was looking after our cats. And then she had to go on holidays, we've taken them back. And it felt like I was taking her children away. She seemed so upset. She's like, well, who am I going to talk to? I'm like, Nan, you're going on a holiday, you're going on a cruise, you can't take the cats. I can't feel bad for you going away. And also, they're my fucking cats. <laughs> I've had them since they were kittens. Whenever I go see my grand, she tries to pitch stand-up bits to me. Oh, my dad does that. My, actually, my whole family does that now. My grand doesn't know how stand-up works. She doesn't watch stand-up. She doesn't <laughs> She doesn't know what it is. So her view of it is, like, from the 70s. Yeah. So she'll, she'll like, pitch bits to me about her. And she'll be like, you can use that. And the, the, something she pitched me the other day was I, I went to visit her. And she just does jigsaws now. She always has yeah. a jigsaw on the go. And she was doing, like, a Disney jigsaw that she got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I went to visit her and she went... You can use this. I went to see my grand the other day. She's doing a Disney jigsaw. <laughs> All it's right. like, 
That's weirdly nice of like, oh, you care about the thing I'm doing, but also you don't understand it. You just don't know what... It's always like... I can't use that. Someone will say something, someone will laugh, they'll look at me and go like, you can use that. I'm like, no, I can't. This is the most you had to be their thing, because I was there and I didn't even laugh. Yeah. And I feel really bad, but I'm also like, no. And then um, my dad gives me ideas for the podcast, like, that's actually really good. Why are you (laughs) able to do this? Should we give our rankings? Yes. For once, we're ending on quite a high energy. I'm quite not nice. good Don't point it out, because we'll lose it. We'll yeah, lose okay. the energy. Um, uh, do you want to start? Uh, yes. So, I really enjoyed the video, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, Justin Timberlake in it doesn't say much, isn't in it much. He visited he's a nice not, room. He's not promoting anything, I which is so you, strange to me. I want to talk about Ice Room Gate. Ice Room Gate? Well, they thought P- they got locked pause. in... Oh, yeah. He thought he got locked in an ice room. He got really fucking scared. And then got terrified that he was locked in an ice room. And, like, you can tell the point where it becomes acting. When they open yeah. the door and he's like, oh, no. But he could... There's a second where you're like, that guy's fucking shit himself. terrified that he's locked in an ice room. Because there's a bit where, like, he's walking in and Mr. B's like, oh, I'll shut the door. He's like, don't you fucking shut the door. Rich it's people... It's a genuine way. They say this in the video, but I do fully believe it. Mm-hmm. Rich people just don't know what to put in houses. No. They've got... All you need is, like, five rooms. Yeah. You need, a, like, a bathroom, the, I, a living right, room, him, him kitchen, out. maybe the two last, bedrooms. The only house there that I genuinely would want to live in was the one million dollar. Yeah. Because it's got everything I could need, very comforting, everything else. I'm like, this is... I couldn't feel like... You couldn't feel like it's a home anywhere. How like, it's often horrible. are they in the ice room? I don't think they're in the house. Well, that house hasn't been sold. Sure. No one owns that house yet. But um, I know maybe they had lockers with the names of people who could afford the house. I know that was fucking... That sucked. But, like, a lot of them, it just seems like people aren't really there ever. Because the one who's, like, a lawyer's house, who made, like, a big show for them when they arrived, I'm like, I reckon that guy is in that house for a month a year. He's got other houses. He's got, He's got other houses. Is, when you have that many places, you have a portfolio. Yeah. So you can just literally be like, I'm in Hong Kong, I'll go to my house in Hong yeah. Kong. You don't need to stay there very often. Well, as I talked about on Didn't Ask, my dream for unlimited money is I was have I would have an exact replica of my flat in every city. So yeah. that I could go home at the end of the day and I'm home. That's sick. I want that so bad and like all my shit's there, all my games, all my consoles, and it's all it's all online now, nice. so I can just play from where I was. Everything's just home and then I can go out but I don't have to like go home. I'm just in the city, I can just pop back. I like that. It's, that's better to me than a hundred million dollar house with a TV that's bigger than my normal house. Yeah. That I'm never at. I've just sunk that money because I have it to sink. Yeah. I don't think I could be rich. Like, I, as in, not morally. Obviously morally I could. I'd kill someone for any amount of money. But, like, I don't think I... I don't, I don't know what I'd do with the money. I think I'd just have to give it away. Like, this is too scarily big of a number. There's yeah. not enough things to spend it on. Because I don't like... I can't drive. I won't buy any cars. Yeah. They don't even look that nice. I don't really I'll buy all the Lego. I'll buy a place to put it all. And then I'll be like, right, uh, rest goes to charity. I don't know. I've I'll got nothing to do with this. loads of PS2 games. I'll have a big room. <laughs> you can do that now. Mm, not, the, not the rare ones. Oh, you get all the rare ones. I get all the cool ones. Yeah. You know? And I'll get maybe uh, like a... I, the thing is, with, limit, with unlimited money, it sort of takes the joy out of collecting. Because you can just buy everything yeah. in one go. What's so I'd that? sort of have to artificially pace myself. Yeah. I think the amount of money I want, because obviously I'm going into fields where you could earn a lot of money. Mm. I want enough money to, if I want something, I can get it. 
Yeah. And it not be like the biggest stress of my month of like, Jesus Christ, I want a thing, but I need to pay for rent and food and all this shit. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be excessive. Yeah. So like, um, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League is about to come out. I can't afford to spend £60 on a game I don't know I'll love. Mm. I can't even afford to spend it on a game I will love. So I'll have to wait months for that to get really cheap, by which point I might not even want it anymore. I want to be at a point where I just be like, I might like, I might like this game, I'll buy it. Yeah. And then I've got it if I want it. That's the kind of money I want. I like collecting. I like, mm. I've been collecting PS2 games for a while now, and other consoles as well, but mainly PS2. I like collecting. I like the feeling of knowing that I've got a cool game. Yeah. I like rare games. I'm not, hmm. I don't really care about playing the rare games. There's some games Something that... Something fun about having it. There's some games that I really want, because I want to play them. I want yeah. to get fucking... Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory on PS2 because I, I had that. that I had that when I was younger and I really enjoyed it yeah. and it's not I could just get it now it maybe cost like a fiver on eBay I could definitely just get that but I'm just not genuinely I just if I find it, it you can borrow mine I'll take it yeah. right, <laughs> I, 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 I might have rented it from Blockbuster hilarious it was a game. shit game it was so bad it's probably not very good I'd like, I'd I've like watched to videos it of it shelf. recently it is bad I've got on my shelf at the moment I've got the Incredibles on PS2. I played that loads when I was younger. That's a great game. I love that game. It's really... It's not that good. I'm sure it isn't, but I loved it. But it's it's really fun. Um, yeah, so I, if I had loads of money, I'd still be collecting. I'd just find a way to artificially pace myself. Yeah. So... Rank, yeah, ranking. I'm saying he's just fine. Because he's... Like I said, barely in it. Doesn't do anything when he's in it. He's borderline an accessory. Miranda Cosgrove's better. That's the end of my point. I want to use the um, Ben Chalor approach. Oh, yeah? When Ben was on, he said he gave Dak Shepard a Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake being on it made him Ooh. listen to Dak Shepard. I'm going to give it a Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, quite, I, I'm gonna... I think I'm going to start watching Mr. Beast. Sure. So what I might do, next episode, when I've watched a bunch more Mr. Beast, I might change my ranking. Oh, yeah, in post? Cool. Yeah. Also... On the scale of I'm ranking the things we've watched separately, this is my second favourite thing we've done after really? pop, after Popstar. Um, because I think maybe the, I agree. Yeah, I don't think I've enjoyed anything else we've watched except like Hot Ones and Simpsons. Bit. It's slightly better than Simpsons for me. Is it? Okay. But just, I was surprised by that. Yeah. When I did my, because um, I see where you're coming from. Annoyingly, Mr. Beast videos aren't on Letterbox, so I can't rank them with everything yeah. else. We haven't actually done something that we need that I can put on Letterbox in a while. Yeah. We're gonna do a film next week. If we remember. We're gonna do the trouble with the curve next week. I'm saying that now, uh, so we have to do it. I'm excited. It was nice to do one I was excited about. Yeah. This is the first one for a while. I've been like, I actually want to watch that. Yeah. Also, we're getting close to March 15th, which means we can do Inside Lowen Davis. Yes, we can. I listen to the soundtrack on the walk here. Yes, we can. I love that film. Anything else to... Oh, we've already done our promoting. We did it earlier. No, but it's a plot point. It's a, it's a oh, structure yeah. point. It's a, it's... No, I'll let you ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Dobbs, anything to promote? Uh, I'm doing a gig before this episode comes out. So that will have happened. Uh, didn't Ask is still coming out. Uh, I'm not currently making any films. I kind of am but that's four years old and it's been a fucking nightmare, so it might not ever come out. Um, I am planning to make some YouTube videos, but I'm being really slow about it. I'm learning sign language. Those are the things that I have to promote. What have you got to promote, mate? Oh, well, obviously, Audio Description Season 2, but I am making a film. You're making a film? I've released a film. Uh, it's called Writer's Block. Oh, you <laughs> um, 
uh, I directed Actually, it. Actually, if it promotes it, yeah, go I, on. I directed this film. It's called Writer's Block. And, um, Who wrote it? Uh, 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 we you met him? Mm, no, we got uh, contractors in. We did it freelance. We sort of gave them a plot description and Do let them write it. you know what those words mean? Um... Yeah, I know how the industry works. <laughs> we did. We hired some freelance writers. Thank to come you to Alexander work. Griffiths for writing Writer's Block. You did an amazing job, and I uh, hope to work with you again. I think we found that guy job. on Fiverr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's being released on Vimeo. So no, it, um, no, it isn't. It's on Vimeo. It's not on. It's on YouTube. It's yeah. Uh, no, my, that's your one. That's oh, your, you're doing that, your own. That's your oh. film. Right, well. My film. My film's called Writer's Block. It's out on Vimeo. Oh, okay. Yeah, we know about your one. We mentioned that earlier. Oh, that's good. My film called Writer's Block is out. We're hoping to. Um, well, <laughs> there's a writer, and you'll oh, never God. guess what he has. He? That's it. That's it. Huh? Ours are so different. Is it? Yeah. My one is um, about a man hitting the block. <laughs> Have a lovely Justin Timber day. I hope you've enjoyed this. this... Yeah. Keep going up in prices.